Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Here we are. Tuesday, September 20th, 2022, and I'm in Connecticut. I'm about to go to court where a judge has already found me guilty and has now issued an order threatening contempt, including criminal contempt, if I say that Sandy Hook was a small part of my coverage, which it was a tiny part. The default was a fraud. I'm not supposed to talk about the fact that a judge found me guilty and is telling a jury now how guilty to find me. I'm also not supposed to say we complied with discovery. No amount of discovery we gave them ever complied. And if you watch the case, you see the discovery plastered and twisted all over the television screens, but nothing was given to them. I'm not allowed to say the trial's unfair. Now, remember, this could be a kidnapping case where a man's found with a dead child in his basement. He is still allowed, if he wanted to, to pro se defend himself and or have himself or his lawyer say he's innocent. But I am innocent of almost everything they claim here. But this is the new weaponization of the judiciary here in America. But this isn't new in authoritarian countries like communist Russia and, of course, Maoist China. It's called a struggle session. Everybody should look up struggle sessions. You'll understand that these have now been exported to South Africa by the left and to areas of Latin America and now to the United States. Incredibly dangerous. So not allowed to say the trial is unfair. She's told the lawyers this in open court. Not allowed to say the opposing counsel are bad or criticize them. They've already called me a liar. Norm Pattis, my lawyers, will keep in count over 200 times. I'm a horrible bad person. They're going to have the parents stand there and point at me and say I'm bad in the struggle session. That's the struggle session. So I'm not allowed to say the opposing counsel's bad. Not allowed to say the judge is bad in any way. And I'm not allowed to say that PQPR, a company my dad set up that I don't control any of, I, I, I do get some money from it, that that's independent because they want to be able to have in court, it, it, it said that this company they think has a bunch of money uh, is mine so they can use judgments against it. Of course, the news is there's really no money in there. It's just used as a holding company to buy supplements and products. So not allowed to say PQPR uh, is independent. Uh, not allowed to say I didn't profit from Sandy Hook. We don't sit there and do news items to profit. We have the news we cover, and then we sell products to fund ourselves. But not allowed to say I didn't profit. She has found I'm guilty. She has found I profited. And the big one, cannot say that I just questioned Sandy Hook and that I didn't premeditatively lie to make money. So I have to say, yes, I'm a liar. This is right out of Vietnam where our airmen would get shot down and they torture them for a few months or a few years until they'd get up on television and say, America's evil, I'm bad, I'm a liar, I'm a fraud. I mean, this is communist. 101, thoroughbred. If it was an alcoholic drink, it'd be 200 proof. I mean, it's as strong as it gets. And they admit they're going to duplicate what they're doing to me, to everybody. This is the same law firm that sued Remington into oblivion and has now filed all the other lawsuits around the U.S., and similar law firms working with the Mexican government to sue the, the American people and, and gun manufacturers to put them out of business when it was Eric Holder that shipped the guns into Mexico in that false flag known as Fast and Furious. They even came out in Congress. So there's another false flag right there. So this is a massive struggle session. And the judge is going to reportedly get me up there on the stand today or tomorrow when the jury is out and... She said this last week and admonished me on this list and explained that if I don't say the things she wants and become her puppet, 
uh, when the plaintiff's counsel is attacking me that she's going to hold me in contempt. So I'm being ordered to perjure myself by this judge in this struggle session. This is incredible. And I didn't understand how calculated and organized this was. Going back five years ago, they reached out and said, just say you're sorry, and the Sandy Hook happened. And I said, yeah, I've looked at it. I think it did happen. The minute I said that, they went, whoa, you lied on purpose, and now we're going to get you. And that's why they need, after defaulting me, to have this little short show trial, because the public expects a trial, but they've got to rig every part of that as well. Nothing can be left to chance. So I'm mourning for America. I'm, I'm, I'm mourning for all our liberties, and I'm hoping humanity wakes up and this tide of tyranny can be turned in a legal, lawful way. When we come back, though, we're talking about the real issues facing us, what's happening with children and heart attacks and myocarditis. Because remember, they're not just targeting Alex Jones. They're targeting everybody. We'll be right back. Infowars.com. Tomorrow's news today. It's Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. I'm Alex Jones, and I'm reporting live from Connecticut. Now, we're about to cover an issue that is the most important issue in the world today. And it's an issue that is causing hundreds of thousands of people to die and millions to become seriously ill, not just in the U.S., but around the world. And the numbers of people becoming ill and dying is only accelerating. This, my friends, is premeditated genocide. And if we're able to expose this, we won't just save countless lives. We will also be able to bring the organization and the groups behind this to justice. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the poison mRNA experimental shots, which the establishment now admits don't work, erase your immune system, and do cause heart attacks, myocarditis, blood clots, strokes, and hundreds of other horrible conditions. Now, the first thing I want to play is a clip that's been out for a week by Presbyterian Children's Hospital in New York City suddenly running TV ads and internet ads telling children it's quite normal to have heart swelling and a heart attack. And then all you do is go in and get heart ablation where they cauterize the heart, usually cut your life expectancy in about half. Many people die after it. And then it's just part of life now, this is happening to children. Now remember, a year and a half ago, right when the charts were starting, we noticed there were suddenly all these articles saying, oh, heart attacks in children are the new normal and heart attacks in young people and heart attacks in healthy athletes are totally normal. And that's because if you've already got any of the striations that are caused by these shots and then you get extremely aerobic, that then triggers the full-on myocarditis, according to the scientists, cardiologists, and doctors I've had on the show. And the system knows exactly what they're doing. So that's why it's young people and young athletes particularly, so people age five where they're giving the shots you know, up into their 30s, that this is happening to. And it is just a, a giant scandal unfolding. But let's just remember, we have numbers out of Israel, out of Singapore, out of the UK, out of Australia, out of the US, out of Canada, out of Europe, Germany, France. And we know that the more vaccinated a country is, the higher rate of COVID, the higher rate of hospitalization, and the higher rate of death. And we knew back in October, of 2000, before the shots even started in the U.S., that the CDC put out a document predicting all of these different disasters to unfold, including myocarditis, heart attacks, blood clots. This is so sick now that they're getting customers for life. They know it'll kill many people. It'll cause major heart disease and countless other young people. And now they will have a customer for life. So some have made the sick joke, ask Pfizer if myocarditis is right for your child. The good news is we're seeing a 99% reduction 
in the uptake of the shots. I covered that on Sunday, and the video is posted to Infowars.com, and I hope you'll share it. The good news is also the military has now announced they're going to stop forcibly injecting the troops. The scandal has been that big. The public has woken up. And I want to commend this audience. I want to commend the InfoWars crew. And I want to commend our guest because we are recognized as the very vanguard and forefront of the fight against this. But here is the chilling and, 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 and truly disgusting uh, ad. And, and similar ads are being run across the Western world, normalizing that it's quite normal for children to have heart attacks, heart swelling, and there's other ads out there. Oh, strokes are normal. This is truly, truly diabolical. I've been into fashion since I can remember. But one day, I had a stomach ache so bad, I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen. Something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. How cold-blooded are these people? How organized? How criminal? Well, the people that produce the ad, most of the hospital staff are probably great people. They're compartmentalized. But the organizations and groups that not just this year, but a year and a half ago, started putting these ads out right before the shots began need to obviously be investigated. This whole thing was organized and had the same response worldwide, directed by the UN and the WEF, under the direction themselves of the major drug companies. This is big pharma trying to take possession of our bodies. So here's a short clip from when I laid this out in October of 2021. We confirmed with all these different studies and reports and even the advisories they've got to put on these shots now, they can cause a raft of serious uh, cardiovascular issues, heart swelling, flat-out heart attacks, death, and there it is. And then yesterday, Dr. Fleming and his big medical report and study put out with other scientists under the microscope showing that it, oxy that it takes oxygenated blood and destroys the hemoglobin when you put the Pfizer vaccine in with fresh blood. Now, nobody is too young for a heart attack. These ads are being run on TV, radio, print, on the sides of buses, in Texas, in New York, in Pennsylvania, in California. And suddenly they're running in India and Australia and the UK and Germany and everywhere. It's a new and improved wonderful thing. And what do they report all over the Western world? Massive increases in heart attacks and blood clots in the young. Oh, spotted in Whitby on Durham Transit. Are they normalizing this? What's to come? And it says kids have strokes too. Know the warning signs. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at this guy, though. Everything's okay. This is the Times of India. Biggest publication in the second most populous country in the world. Uh, Puneeth. Raj Kumar, very popular A-list uh, movie star over there in Bollywood. He got his first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, and then he got his second one recently. And, hey, he's, he's doing fine, folks. Oh, no, he died of a heart attack at uh, 46 years old. The good news is, all across the world, mainstream media is now reporting on the fact that the more vaccinated a country, the higher rates of death in Europe. Uh, this is the uh, rundown of countries. So look at that. The least vaccinated country in Europe is Bulgaria, 
and they also have the least excess mortality. And the most vaccinated country in Europe is Malta, which isn't included in the excess mortality stats. So let's go to the second most vaccinated country in Europe, Portugal. And they have the highest excess mortality in Europe. So the lowest country with the lowest vaccination rate has the lowest excess mortality, and the country with the highest vaccination rate has the highest excess mortality. But altogether now, correlation is not causation. It's up to us to stand up for the children. The United States is the only country in the world that has authorized these experimental shots that we know don't work and are deadly on six-month-olds and up. And now they're pushing for newborn babies. It erases their immune system bare minimum. Their bodies, their tissues begin manufacturing a poisonous spike protein. And they're going to be scarred for life even if they live. So let that sink in and think about who the globalists are and just how cold-blooded they are when some of you out there decide not to take on the left because you want to be left alone or you don't want any problems or trouble. We're only going to have more and more problems if we don't stand up and say no. These globalists are just now getting started. In closing, I want to show you a graph of Google searches over the last year. Notice how the introduction of the poison shot corresponds with a massive surge in reporting and searching for the term myocarditis, and the hospitals have given us the numbers. Multi-thousand percent increases in adults and over 10,000 percent increase in children, because before it was basically non-existent, now it's common everyday occurrence. This is the cold-blooded reality of what we're facing. In closing, before Owen Schroyer takes over the broadcast today with Alex Stein and others, I just would like to thank all the viewers and listeners for your support over the years. And I would ask you to steadfastly continue to support us today because we're doing the most important, dangerous political work there is. And the enemies of humanity are coming after us because they have to get through us to get to you. So please don't procrastinate. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the new Supercharge Your Immune System Trifecta Pack with DNA Force Plus, the vitamin C, and the D3 gummies. Please visit InfoWarsStore.com and get a signed copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, which is a fundraiser for InfoWars. We desperately need the funds. And please go to 1776coin.com and get the limited edition Teddy Roosevelt Man in the Arena coin. You will truly help keep us in the arena, and you yourself will be on the front lines of the arena by getting the fundraiser coin at 1776coin.com. And again, I'd like to thank all of you out there that have ordered the 1776 coin, and I want to Again, thank all of you that continue to spread the word about the broadcast and pray for the show and myself because I need your prayer. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. 
Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hey, everybody. If you've ever thought about heirloom beans as a storable survival food, I've got great news. In fact, I'll bet it's the best news you've heard in a while. Here's the thing. We've just received a fresh batch of gourmet heirloom beans, survival soup beans. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, and above all, with no hesitation whatsoever, the best tasting beans in the entire world. The best part? We've dropped the price by 33% this week for listeners who know higher food prices are coming and want an inflation hedge you can actually eat if you want to. Gets even better. With your permission and with a high regard for your health and well-being, I also want to send you two pounds of what we think is the single most underrated superfood in the world, period. Go to SoupBeanSurvival.com. That's SoupBeanSurvival.com. And discover the real reason we're giving this unusual superfood away at SoupBeanSurvival.com. That's SoupBeanSurvival.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. First, they asked us to be here last week. We booked the tickets and everything, then they changed it to this week. Now they just told us we can go again, and they might call us next week. So this is how they jerk our chain. Every level of this is manipulated and rigged. I'm here to testify. I'm here to do what needs to be done. This is now will be the second time they've changed when they say They said they'll let us know later when or if they want us here. So, Mr. so you're not testifying today? No, I'm not testifying today. Are you, are you staying in the state? Are you, are you staying in the state? I'm obviously going to have to sit here until the trial's over because they keep jerking me around, and that's fine. It's just that I'm here to testify, and I'm here to tell the truth. And I told the truth. I apologized on Joe Rogan four years ago, episode 1255, for 30 minutes before I was ever sued. So, Mr. Jones, Hold on, just let me add one more thing. I don't want to be the Sandy Hook man. Okay, It was a very small part of whatever covered and did. And I followed a lot of the stuff being reported by 4chan that turned out to be wrong. I believe the children died. I've said that over and over again. In my last trial in Texas, when I apologized to the parents and said, I believe your children died, AP and others ran the headline, for the first time ever, Alex Jones says it happened and apologized. That's a lie. I've been apologizing for six years. Four years ago on Joe Rogan, three years ago on Steven Crowder, there's hundreds of apologies. But now when I go on shows, they say, do you want to apologize? I go, no. I've apologized over 100 times. I'm not the guy that started questioning Sandy Hook. I did for a while believe it might have been staged. I thought Jesse Smollett was staged. Turned out I was right. I thought WMDs in Iraq were staged. Turned out I was right. But I did not premeditatively create this whole story to, quote, make money. It's hurt me over the last 10 years. I had employees basically quit and stuff over it 10 years ago or, 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 or eight years ago is when I first started questioning it for a few years. And so I'm not the Sandy Hook guy. I'm the guy that exposed the Iraq war being wrong. I'm the guy that exposed uh, the fact that we had major corruption in America. I had a lot of really great things I did. And so I have apologized over and over again. And, I, and I've tried to, 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 to get these people off my back. And not the families, but the lawyers. And it's the same lawyers now going after other people's free speech. And they've said the case they're running against me, they plan on using against other people's free speech as well. They have an unfair trade practices suit in here. 
claiming that 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 because I sell supplements, it has something to do with stories I report. They have no connection to each other. So so this is all a larger plan to shut down the independent free press because the old dinosaur corporate media has been discredited. So that's what's happening. And How so, do you think you should be held responsible? Sir, I've already been deplatformed over Sandy Hook. I've already been sued. I've already been, I mean, I, I've been, quote, held responsible. How's the New York Times be held responsible for premeditatedly lying about WMDs in Iraq on record? Or the New York Times lying about babies being killed by Saddam Hussein in Kuwait to start the 1991 Iraq war that killed over a million people by starvation later. Madeleine Albright went on 60 Minutes and was asked a half a million Children in Iraq have died from the sanctions that Bill Clinton tripled over what George Herbert Walker Bush said. She said, is a half million kids a good price to pay? She said, yes, it's a good price to pay. She killed a half million children with her policies. I haven't killed any children. Nobody knows Adam Lance's name. People, when they think about Sandy Hook, they think about me. Okay, I didn't kill the children. I am not Adam Lanza. I did not buy the gun like his mother did. I did not do that. We all thought it was hard to believe back when it happened that somebody could go around killing kids. But now we see it happen more and more because America has a sickness of evil inside some of its young, and it's a mental illness. It's not the guns doing it. In fact, we need guns to protect ourselves from people like Adam Lanza. But the truth is, ladies and gentlemen, they really want to take me out because I've been exposing the Great Reset and Klaus Schwab and the UN and the big corporations. Look up the Great Reset and the War for the World, the number one book in the world. I'll be back whenever they call me. Good luck. And, and you God don't bless. believe you profited off of it. Jones, do you? You forgot to mention the T-shirt. There is a house in New Orleans. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, today we have a man named Alex Jones that is being unfairly persecuted, and we must stand up for him, because when they took Alex out and they kicked him off YouTube and they kicked him off Twitter, that set the stage for them to kick off the President of the United States of America, because they fear the truth, and when you see Alex sit there... And he does a great, you know, street press conference, better than anybody else, probably, you could argue. But he sits there, and he's so brilliant because he doesn't just talk about the issues at hand. He also mentions a great reset, and that's the other problem with that is these are such complex issues. There's so many layers to this onion, to the, you know, conspiracy, quote-unquote, that we live in. So... It's really unfair. I remember when I was there in court with uh, Judge Gamble, and this was the trial in Austin, and I was there, and I was watching Alex's being deposed on stage, or you know, on the stand. He was, you know, getting cross-examined, and the judge they would ask him, you know, so what do you think about the Oklahoma City bombing? And he's like, well, I proved this and that, and the judge is like, yes or no answers, yes or no answers, and that's when a light bulb went off in my head. I said, well, Alex does not get a fair shake because he doesn't even get to explain his reasoning behind making this, these decisions. And like I said, there's you know a lot more under the surface than just saying, oh yes, I think this was staged or. No, this was not a false flag. And I like the way that Alex talks about the WMDs, because for me, that's such a big deal. These weapons of mass destruction, they scared my mom, they scared my dad, they scared me, they scared all of us with these weapons that they said they were going to shoot us with. And none of them existed, and millions of people died. And so you see people like Alex that actually called that out, that exposed that was one of the guys, one of the few people, if you know, a handful of people, if that, 
we're calling out the lies from the mainstream media. But then you have an issue like Sandy Hook where, you know, there were some anomalies, especially at the beginning, you know, and somebody looking into it and questioning it. He's been demonized, and that has been his entire legacy. And that is unfair because when Alex sits there and he, you know, has to defend himself to the mob of reporters, he talks about all the good work he's done, and he's done some of the most brilliant work. I think some of his work, uh, you know, Alex Jones taught me what the agent provocateur is. And we have a guest, Luke Coffey. We're going to talk about January 6th. We're going to talk about these agent provocateurs are basically false flag agents that attack their own country. I wouldn't even know this is a thing. It wasn't for AJ. It wasn't for Alex Jones. But the problem is, this isn't just an Alex Jones issue. This is a freedom of speech issue. This is an independent media trying to go against the legacy dinosaur media, and they will not let us live, and they will kick you off your airwaves. They will kick you off YouTube, and you have to go to an internet ghetto. And even then, they can get rid of your hosting. They can make it a pain in your derriere to even be able to broadcast. And so, Alex, I think... Not just to sit here and kiss his derriere, because this is the Primetime 99 Alex Stein Show today. We're in the Conspiracy Castle. It's Alex Stein Show. But we just saw, you know, that, that great, you know, little press conference. But So I want to give the man, you know, the, the proper accolades that he deserves, because he's getting an unfair shake. You know this. I know this. Guys, he didn't go in there. He's not Adam Lanza. And this is a civil suit. So all they want to do is bankrupt him. Why do they want to bankrupt Alex Jones? It's because they're threatened by Alex. They're threatened by him. If he wasn't a threat to the establishment, they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't be suing him civilly in multiple courts, blaming him for the death of children that he's not responsible for whatsoever. Coming up after break, guys, we got some great guests coming up. It's the Primetime 99 Alex Stein Show. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with some crazy guests. Stay tuned. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Ultimate fit. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's primetime now! prosecution from an unfair court but primetime 99 like I, I got the keys i'm in the corvette 
I'm gonna make the ladies wet. That's what they say. I didn't say that. I didn't invent that saying. But with that, guys, I want to bring on a very funny man, and I really want to applaud him because this is the first. And and uh, Danny, I don't know if you know this. We're bringing on Danny Polishuk, one of the best uh, young comedians out there. But he is the first openly gay, non-binary comedian to be on InfoWars. So, Danny, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? Dude, it's an absolute honor. Absolute honor. And shout out to Primetime. Dude, you are really always on the grind. That is not a joke, huh? Okay, well, I'll take it. Okay, well, I, I didn't even pull up the graphic. I don't know how long it's going to take uh, to pull up, but I guess the reason why I want to have you on, and I should have sent this to the production, you know me, I'm not that professional, but That's did fine. you, did you see fine. Saturday Night Live's newest uh, cast member, non-binary, the first non-binary cast member? Did you see this, Danny? I did see that, but also shout out to uh, my buddy Marcelo Hernandez, who is also one of the uh, new cast members. Congratulations! I don't know Marcelo, but but, but I don't want to. He was one of the four. He was one of the four. And for the people that don't know this, Danny is a comedian based in New York. He tours all around. He's in you know, a Ryan Long. He does a lot of sketches with Ryan. And uh, you know, Danny, I like Danny. He's apolitical. He's from Canada, so we're not going to hold that against him. Dude, uh, you want to know something fun that you'll love? You know that yeah. high school teacher, the one with the big tits, in, the one with the big tits. That yeah. was like ten minutes from where I went to high school. Wow, and you have big tits too, so that kind of makes sense. I, I do. I got we all big, big milkers. <laughs> that whole that whole uh, place is like Nancy Pelosi's boobs. Okay, uh, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how long it, it, it takes to even pull up. But so, why do you think that? Yeah, they say this is a non-binary cast member. Is now, if you're just kind of an unattractive female, is that considered non-binary, Danny? No, it's just your identity is whatever your identity is. It's literally just you know you choose your identity and then you have an identity. Can you? But in your opinion, what about the first? like you, Alex? Like you could be non-binary right now. I'm and I am non-binary. And then, I'm. But Alexandria. I'm saying that by the end of this, by the end of the segment, you could be not. Exactly. No, it is. No, I'm telling you. No, no, no. I'm gender fluid. I'm as fluid as it gets. I'm like the Titanic, dude. I got serious water damage, <laughs> as they say. But uh, I know, and I know we don't want to attack her because she's another New York comedian. But uh, what do you think about Saturday Night Live? In your opinion, I know we talk about this. It's kind of, oh, you know, you're sick of that same question. But Saturday Night Live, Rob Schneider just went viral saying that the show died, and I think it was when Kate McKinnon played, uh, you know, that sad yeah, song. Was, yeah, the yeah. What's your opinion uh, on that? What do you think? Saturday honestly, Night Live dead. I have I have not watched Saturday Night Live since probably like the early 2000s in okay. any sort of like capacity. Like I'll turn it on from time to time. It's just they just lost their mojo. They lost their relevance as well. Like really at this point, they're just a super high production uh, like YouTube clip manufacturer. You know, like they're just basically making YouTube clips like no who's watching Saturday Night Live actually live. No, I don't know, but do you think it's because uh, of social justice and all that bullcrap, or do you think it just sucks because it's just kind of, you know, I mean, why why is it uh, not successful? Because it's, you know, the, I think oh, there's go a woke, go broke. Do you really think that's why they suck now? I think there's a lot of crosswinds. I mean, I think, for one, you know, they were pretty notorious. Like, they, it, like their writer's room used to be just all white guys forever. Mm -hmm. So then they kind of had to, you know, course correct. Like, you're a sports guy, right? Yes. You know the term makeup calls in the NBA? Of course. So they this is what sports, we're but, yeah. all sports, but what we're witnessing now is we're witnessing a makeup call <laughs> where everybody knows it's not the correct thing to do technically, but it just kind of, they're like, we need to do this. It's, it's a makeup call. So look, Saturday Night live, they had a good run. I don't, you know, Lauren Michaels, it sounds like he's not going to, uh, like it's not going to continue once he's done. So, you know, it's, it's in the end of it. They're, they're, they're kind of just going out with a whimper. It sounds like. And, you know, what? I don't know. I, I don't really know because it, it's just it's lost so much relevance 
Yeah, it's that now. you know, dude. Can you name who's on Saturday Night Live uh, from no. not like Pete Davidson or Kate McKinnon? Like, no, is Pete Davidson still on it? Or I thought, I thought he's oh, done. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, dude. Saturday, Saturday Night Live sucks now, and it used to be the best show possible. But when we speak about the affirmative action, you talk about the writers' room, you know, uh, uh, being getting a, a makeover, getting a you know whatever you want to call it, uh, affirmative action. You look at people like Corrine Jean-Pierre, you know, the press secretary. You, I know you don't try to get too, too political, but when you see her answer questions, do you not just think, oh, my God, this girl's about to short circuit? She's she's in over her head. Um, I honestly have not seen a lot of them, but, I mean, they all seem like that. I, I don't even, even know where they get the press secretaries from. Like I, I don't. Like, they pick him. The, I'm going to be the press secretary for Ron DeSantis. I have to wrestle dude, on alligator. Be, That's what he said. Dude, you would be an incredible one. Okay. 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 Well, I wanted to, sorry, I'm just because this segment, because I listen, we only have so much time, but this is the thing is, yes. I want to pull it up. I don't know if you guys can pull this up, but did you guys see Justin Trudeau singing Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> did you see this, Danny? What do you think? This guy is your leader, and he's a. He's, hey, I live in New York. Yeah, but you're still Canadian. I mean, dude, you're always <laughs> you're always going to have those Cana- that Canadian stink on you. So, uh, uh, and I obviously <laughs> should, you know, pull these clips up a little bit, but you see Justin Trudeau singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Is that yeah. gay? Is that straight? Is that bisexual? How would you uh, rate that? Uh, good question. You know what? I watched it, and I watched the thing, and everybody was so angry about it. And I guess it's, like, in poor taste. Is it? But I mean, I mean I'm, I'm a queer person. Honestly, I don't even – that's the thing. I don't even know. Like, everybody – also, the whole Canadian media, even people on the left are like, this is such poor taste because, obviously, the queen is the head of Canada. So it's yes. like the head of Canada technically died as well, but like nobody actually cares about the queen. And she also didn't die suddenly. Like she was 96. So I, I don't, I don't even know what to make of it. He's, he's got a weird thing though, because he made this like coalition with the um, kind of like the socialist NDP party. So he can't really get booted out at this point. So he's kind of just like coasting and he just does what he wants. Is his dad, is his dad Fidel Castro? Because his mom, his mom looks I hot. I think so, yeah. You do believe that. You do. But well, do you, there was. Do you not think Fidel Castro would use a condom or do you think that's. Uh, why would Fidel Castro use a condom? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I guess, that guy's a breeder, protection? dude. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. No, yeah. that guy's a breeder, dude. And if I was, was a dictator, I'd probably wear a condom, though. I don't know why. I mean, I guess you wouldn't why? need to. Yeah, I guess well, you're you right. Wear. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. You're not going to get sued for alimony. Yeah, You're but a lot of these freaks out there, they got all kinds of monkeypox. Next thing you know, you got next thing you know, you're Beto O'Rourke. You got monkeypox running for governor. It was the wife of the prime minister of Canada. But there is like someone did a deep dive onto it because they say like the timing doesn't line up with any official visits to. I don't know if you ever looked into this, but they're like the timing doesn't add up with any sort of official Canadian visits to Cuba. But then at some point around the actual timeline that does make sense. She, uh, Pierre Trudeau's wife, uh, I believe Margaret Trudeau, she made some uh, trip to like an unidentified Caribbean island. Of course. That they never named. Dude, he looks like just, an unofficial one. Dude, he yeah. has to be Fidel Castro's son. I mean, the pictures are just insane. And you're like, oh, well, you're just a conspiracy theorist. I'm telling you, that it's, it, that looks like Justin Trudeau. I don't know if you can see 100%. the image right now. But that, I mean, just the same nose. And the, the, the self-importance of Trudeau, you would think, like, at least with Hunter Biden, I know he smokes crack and he's with all these prostitutes. and like, But at least he kind of, like, listens to what his dad says. And he seems like a family guy. I know that sounds weird. But, like, Justin Trudeau's seems like uh i don't know like he's in it for 
himself. I don't know how to explain it. Well, Obviously, he, Hunter Biden has dictator blood in him. Yes, I'm saying he has dictator blood in him. He doesn't have follow the leader blood. Hunter Biden's a terrible person, but he's probably not that bad of a son because his dad's using him in business dealings in Ukraine and China and getting him rich. So maybe Joe Biden's like, oh, I like my son. He makes me rich. But but, uh, the, you know, if you look at Justin Trudeau, he's the type of dad that like he's the type of son that if the dad likes the Dallas Cowboys, he's going to like the Washington Redskins. He's going to like, you know, the opposite of the dad or like if he likes the whatever the, you know, I mean, he had a hockey his, his team. dad was uh, contentious. No, you know what? He is a Montreal Canadiens fan, which is why I hate him as well. But uh, which I believe is his because he, he, that's where he's from is, is Quebec. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. He's. He's, I feel like he's just, he was never really qualified. It's he's kind of just in there on nepotism and he's attractive and you're like, he's doing the job you think he would do based he on his sucks. He sucks. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, we got about 30 seconds. We're going to head into the break, but, uh, uh, I think we'll see you on the other side. We got about a couple minutes yeah. and then, uh, 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 and then we'll boot dude, you out of here. What set you got, dude. I, dude, I'm the pimp on a blimp, dude. This, this is, is it. Unreal. This is unreal. This is when, well, when this Alex Jones. This is unreal. It's because Alex dude, Jones is my personal hero. So, and he's, dude, he's able to, he's, yeah, it's warm in here. All right. Well, we're going to see you on the other side. You guys make sure to stay tuned. We got Danny Polishuk, you know, go look him up. He's on YouTube. He's on Instagram. He's all over the place. If you can't find him, you must not know how to work your old internet. All right, we'll see you after the break. Thank you. The best-selling book in America last week was The Great Reset and the War for the Worlds, written by Alex Jones. Jones sold more than 56,000 copies of his book last week. But the New York Times lied about that because the New York Times doesn't want you to know that. The New York Times wants you to believe that Alex Jones is more discredited than the New York Times. The paper that started the Iraq War by lying about weapons of mass destruction and got a million people killed. So they lied about his book. The Great Reset and the War for the World. The historic book that lays out the plans of the Great Reset Death Star and exposes the New World Order's plans for global enslavement. Get your copy now at Amazon.com to keep the book at number one and InfoWarsStore.com to help keep InfoWars on the air. The Great Reset and the War for the World by Alex Jones. Now number one in the world. Just look at these headlines from Reuters. World faces unprecedented global hunger crisis, UN chief says, going into 2023. World Food Program warns of global food catastrophe, looming global catastrophe. The world could run out of food by 2023, major studies say. And the reports go on and on. We told you this was a designed program by the globalists two and a half years ago. We told you energy and food prices would explode, and now they're up more than 40% in the U.S. alone. Some areas of the world, they're up over 100%. The only way you beat inflation and protect yourself and your family is with high-quality, storable food ready to ship right now at preparetoday.com. At a very rare sale of 10% off site-wide, not just on storable food, but survival and preparedness items is happening right now. 10% off at preparetoday.com. And on top of it, any order above $99 gets free shipping. That is a huge part of the cost of storable food. So go to preparetoday.com and protect yourself and your family while you still can. It's You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Southern Rock and a little bit of a free bird Leonard Skinner, baby. That'll wake you up. That'll 
Aphrodite's out of the lungs right there. And uh, Leonard Skinner, you know, we need a little a little more Southern rock. You know, the ladies in the Daisy Dukes. Danny, I don't know if that's part of your culture, but here in Texas, a lot of Daisy Dukes, a lot of, you know, uh, midriffs. I don't know. I can't hear you, Danny. I don't know. Maybe you're muted uh, uh, or maybe we did something. But listen, Danny, uh, uh, there you go. Now I hear you, Danny. OK, yeah, you know, we did, I didn't do too big of a lead up there. You know, I'm primetime 99. I'm not I'm no AJ. I'm no Alex Jones. I'll never be him. I sit here and I just feel like such a failure. I'm on his set. I'll never be as good as him, Danny. It's not the same as AJ. No, I'm just kidding. OK, I'm really excited to have you on. OK, back from the break, though, uh, Danny, I want to go go after Ryan Long a little bit. He teases you about your weight. He teases me about yeah. my weight. And um, yes, what is it? He's a weightist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So tell he, me about he's this. A body, he body shams. Well, well, a lot of people have heard of he's ableist. A- what is a person that makes fun of somebody for being overweight? Body shaming. That's what it is. And are you? And I'm just like, d- d- well, here's the thing. People don't know this. Okay. So I am actually this. There's a purpose behind this because I'm actually gunning for the 2024 Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover, and okay. in order to do that, I need to gain some weight. Do you need to right? change like, your sex though? Do you need to have gender reassignment no, surgery? They'll no, have a, they'll well, have like, an well, obese male on, on the cover. Is what you believe? No, because if you th- think of it this way, right? Like on a linear. Think about where sw- Sports Illustrated swimsuit started mm-hmm. and where it's trending, right? Yes. Like if you just kind of plot it, eventually the person on the cover is going to look like me. That's true, and they already. Well, I, th- I would argue right? that they look worse than you, Danny. I would argue that well, you're hotter than the, the current uh, cover girl. But there's no rule that it has to be a woman. No, there is not. As a matter of fact, I think there will be a rule that it can't be a woman very soon. I think that's that, some, I think, that's, that's I think women will not be allowed on it. No, and you know, so I was in Canada, that's why what I want. I saw Kathy Ireland on the cover of Sports Illustrated when I was a kid, swimsuit, and I said, I'm gonna be on that cover one day. Pamela Anderson, hottest woman from Canada ever. She was uh, noticed at a CFL game, I believe, for uh, a, that's uh, that's correct, the BC Lions game, and that was for a beer commercial, right? Is that correct? I believe. I think so. Yeah, yeah. She had such voluptuous uh, uh, bosoms, and then the, the Baywatch. Oh my gosh, I would watch the Baywatch, <laughs> and my mom would just, "Where's all the lotion? Where's all the lotion?" I go, "Mom, <laughs> I don't know where the lotion is. Leave me alone about the lotion." Yeah, but that's I don't want to get into Moms that. Moms are okay. always on the on the look for the lotion. They know where the Jurgens is. They always know. Okay, so I want to pull <laughs> I want to pull up this clip. Uh, this is a fat acceptance clip, and uh, you know, is it okay to be fat? I'm a husky male. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a thick boy myself. I need to lose some weight. Is it okay though? Do do you think that like this? Um, do we need bullying? Like, will bullies help you lose weight? Does does Ryan's bullying sometimes? Help you? It does. Sometimes. I mean, it definitely keeps you in check. I've certainly heard from some people who they go like, especially like podcasters where they go, yeah, you know, all the fans were just ragging on me. And then, uh, you know, it was kind of like just the, the push I needed. The one thing I'll say is I'm not under the delusion that I'm healthy. Like I'm in the optimal healthy body. I'm like, yeah, I need to, and I'm working, I'll go to the gym and I'm trying to watch what I eat, but I like to have a little too much fun. And you have a hot Which, girlfriend. People don't know this. And I, have a pull hot that. I mean, you have a hot girlfriend, so that gives you no incentive to do anything. That's the problem. That is very true. 
Yeah. And that's why your nipples are getting a lot larger. That's why because yeah. they're I mean they're they're protruding out of your shirt more aggressively. But that's how my shirts are too. I have to get custom shirts. I have to cut the holes out of it. No, but Danny, <laughs> obviously no, you are you are in a good you're in a good shape, but this is the other thing is that for me, I don't know, you're on the road all the time and I know this is the Danny and Alex show, but it's hard to eat healthy when you're going in and out of airports and you're driving. It's impossible because you just want to stop and get a hamburger or whatever. So hard. I mean, you got to have such like you have to plan it out so well to be like, yo, I'm going to stop at this grocery store at two o'clock and buy a tub of chicken breasts, you know, but otherwise, you know, yeah, it's difficult. And comedy clubs like the comedy club menus are terrible. There's usually one salad and it has fried chicken in it. And it's like, it's hard. And then all the alcohol, too. Yeah, and it's the genetically modified. Okay, so look at this TikToker. This is uh, this is the future, I think. And and I watch content like this. Like this is the mukbang where you just see somebody slowly kill themselves with food. And you look at uh, my favorite thing is like you see like the old clips from like you know 1960 San Francisco or something, and everybody's like in shape or that they have a picture of like Atlantic, you know, Atlantic City. Here's a clip, just her stuffing uh, uh, food in her face. Oh yeah. And, but uh, well, my point being is, why are we fatter? Is it the idiocracy? Is it the genetically modified food? Like, why is everybody so fat, Danny? There, I think it's, I don't think it's one factor. I think it's, you know, the readily available, super processed foods. The fact that they are, like, designed for you to never be satiated. And they're, have you ever seen the little graphic of how Doritos are designed? How they, like, every little thing they optimize like the amount of saltiness, the amount of dust left on your fingers, like everything is optimized for you to just like not be able to stop eating them. Yeah, and on top of that, it's, uh, you know, they they uh, uh, got some of the the flavor seasoning from aborted fetal cells. Did you know that there's aborted fetal cells in in like all of the food that we eat? No. Yes. Oh my God! Look it up. Look up aborted fetal cells in Pepsi. It'll pull. It'll come up right up in Pepsi. In the, the, the what they use it to derive the flavor, they use cultured aborted fetal cells. Yes, it's everywhere. Everywhere. Where, you and go, where do they Danny. get them from? Where from a dead baby, like supposedly in the sixties. But really, they just go to Planned Parenthood and they sit in the back and they say, "Hey, you know what? We want you to do, Camel Harris. We want you to be able to make it where legislation approves." abortion up until birth and that's why they want to have the abortion up until birth Danny. it's not because they care about girl safety they want these little babies so they can take their heart so they can take their buttholes so they can do whatever the hell they do because they're sick <laughs> demonic evil people uh, can i say butthole? i actually have a question for you because you're can you say butthole because you are you know you have the conspiracy castle you're a conspiracy mm-hmm. guy i actually had a conspiracy about the whole roe v wade thing which okay, i it's just it. a conspiracy it's just a theory okay that they're so worried about the population declining because that will in and of itself uh, implode the economy, mm-hmm. right? Because our whole economy is essentially a Ponzi scheme that relies on more and more people, right? Well, the yeah, moment they, that yeah they say the Federal Reserve like basically borrows money against but the our, moment, uh, Social But Security. the moment the population starts declining, right, then you, you're not building new houses, right? Like you, uh, there's houses being empty, like basically what's going on in Japan. So I think my theory, conspiracy theory, is that this whole Roe v. Wade stuff was because they were like, look, we left it up to you to have more kids. The birth rates are too low. Replacement rates are too low. So now we're just going to force them into existence. We don't need, we just need bodies. Well, they should. To keep this thing going. No, and that's 100% right. They should. We need to procreate because I think the the numbers are declining. You know, even Elon Musk is saying that's why he's knocking up all these women. It's because he's trying to, and then you got what, Nick Cannon's got like 12 girls pregnant. They go, yeah, we're trying to help, uh, we're trying to help the population growth because we're in a population decline. But then on top of that, 
that? What do you think about all these migrants going to Martha's Vineyards, getting first class tickets? Like I couldn't go. I couldn't afford to go on, on vacation to Massachusetts to save my derriere. And they're getting a first class <laughs> ticket and they're getting all you can they eat. They actually were flying first class. No, but I mean, what the heck oh, on those planes? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's they're, they're flying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah they, that they, whole they, thing is bizarre because I didn't realize that DeSantis flew them from Texas. Well, yeah, from San Antonio, I guess. Yeah, or San, mean, but I'm saying like he's in Florida, and then that's quite that's quite like a, a political maneuver for him. Well, they would have had to right? come on a boat to go to Florida. Yeah, it is a political maneuver. But and this is the thing is they're trying to get him in trouble for uh, you know human trafficking when Joe Biden did the same thing. So it, it, I honestly hope they do investigate the human trafficking. Not that I want DeSantis to get in any trouble whatsoever. Is that so they realize what we're doing is we're giving these young children, literally giving them social security numbers. We're, we're just giving them with like next to kin. These people, they're getting dropped off with the people that say they're their relatives. They have no relation to them. There's massive sex trafficking problems. There's massive fentanyl drug overdose problems. It's all coming from the border. And we won't even do anything about it except for they're going to LARP and say, oh, well, let's fly these to Martha's Vineyard. Get that plane and fly it to South America. They're flying it in the wrong direction. Fly that B-I-T-C-H <laughs> south. Don't fly it north. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a weird one because you're like, yeah, how are you supposed to stop them? Like, other than, I guess, building a massive wall. Like, I don't know. What are you, what are you okay. supposed to do? These people are desperate. Yeah, but this is the thing. Is like, I, I'm assuming they're not the criminal element. I'm talking about the people who are actually just, like, looking for a better life. Like, they're just desperate, and they're, like, they're willing to die. Yeah, but, Danny, I would How agree you with you. How do you stop them? I would agree. I almost would want to help the people that are actually, you know, uh, refugees from a bad situation. But that's not the case. A lot of these people are using coyotes, and these children are being sold to these people. So, And, and they're coming from yeah. all of the Savannah Hernandez. You look at these clips, if you actually watch it, Danny. There are people from all over. There are people from Russia. There's people from Afghanistan. I mean, it's not just... Uh, and, and and, and this is the other thing is like you say they're risking their lives. If you look at these videos, half the women are 450 pounds. You're like, you didn't even walk. If you, you would be 200 pounds if you just went out here for 15 minutes. Okay, Danny, we'll tell them we got to wrap up. We got about 30 seconds. So tell them where they can find tonight, you tonight yeah. at 9 p.m. Uh, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Polishuk. I have a live call in show every Tuesday that you have been a guest on yes. uh, a couple times. It's called Low Value Mail, M A I L. It's a call in show. We have a good time you can catch me on the boys cast with ryan long every friday podcast that is a fun one uh and just at danny jokes on twitter and instagram youtube.com slash danny Polishuk. uh go check him out there. love you danny thank you for coming on it's it's a uh, 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 great guest as always thank you guys see you on the other side people ask me all the time what is your best nootropic you've got turbo force you've got brain force plus and you've got brain force ultra which one is better and that's like asking, what's better, a Ford F-150 uh, or a Cadillac or a Ferrari? It's different strokes for different folks. It varies. All three are different formulas. All three do different things. Turbo Force is 10 hours of clean, out-of-control energy. I can't even take a whole pack myself. Brain Force Plus is a long-term acting clean nootropic. This Rainforce Ultra is a super fast-acting nootropic that creates incredible clarity but doesn't last very long. They're all three different formulas. And finally, back in stock, massively discounted, Brain Force Ultra is available at InfoWarsStore.com. Brain Force Ultra, back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com. Stand up in the
and say, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of this, but you want to fight, you better believe you've got one. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. Folks down in Louisiana and Mississippi like to eat their crawdads and their bullfrogs and the rest of it. And, well, sometimes they just throw the whole frog in the boiling pot. But they've learned that if you throw one into boiling water, he'll just jump right out. But if you set him in a cool pot of water and you just turn the heat up slow, he thinks it's a hot tub at first and then passes out and dies a painless death. And that's where America and the world is right now. We're in the middle of the New World Order, Great Reset, takedown of civilization. The world is not driven forward by big, um, grand uh, decisions. The world is driven forward by small action, but actions which are integrated into an overall system. Mm. This is a scientific technocracy takeover to force us onto the AI, global social credit score, cashless society system. If you're left behind, you're facing something far worse, which is to be completely irrelevant. They won't even need you as a serf or as a slave. Uh, adding to the body a second immune system, which is not organic, but an inorganic immune system, are made up of millions of tiny, ro- tiny nanorobots inside your body. What I learned from a source who is a very unique source, having um, infiltrated uh, the globalist cult at the UN level, is that he was in high-level meetings that required a number of security clearances where they actually discussed the plan to bring 100 million people into the United States in order to pave the way for a regional government of US, Canada, and Mexico. And that was to bring in 100 million people from Latin American countries together with a strategy of creating these cartels, making life unbearable. It's called a push-pull strategy where they push all these people out of these countries where it's unbearable living uh, like this, and they pull them into the United States. And then once you reach that critical number of over 100 million in, in this invasion, they will then propose that, well, for your family and friends back home, who need, you know, you need ease of travel, they need a better life, and so on and so on. And we can do all this better with a regional government than we can with a U.S. government. And they will have enough critical mass inside the country in order to affect that policy. That's that's the globalist plan that we're working towards. Now, being aware of this is the key to winning. And whether you're in Sweden or whether you're in Italy or whether you're in Canada, it's spreading all over the planet. So the globalists are in trouble. And this fight is literally in a tie position right now. If you think collapsing borders is bad, if you think all the terrible things in wars and police state political purges and censorship and cashless societies and gun purchases being tracked by the credit card companies illegally and putting you in a database, if you think that's bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. Last night I talked about my involvement in the development of a little microchip implant. And many people have already taken that microchip implant. 
The news media has talked about it being a good thing. And they will tell you that it's a good thing to have this. Your children won't ever get lost again. They won't be able to give you the wrong medication. You won't be able to lose this thing. And so the plan is underway that you will receive it. I would be remiss if I came to you and didn't tell you that God's word says, don't you take it. What matters for our children is we win this fight. What happens to us doesn't matter. And in that challenge, in that conflict, we will find the road to God. Now we have the sad music. Does everybody have to troll me, guys? We have to do this. We bring on two attorneys, Alex Jones, my personal hero, friend of mine. We have to play the sad music. I feel like uh, like, uh, like Howard Stern in Private Parts, where he talks about when his wife has a miscarriage. But with all that, we don't want to get too sad. I am primetime 99, but we have two great attorneys. We got Michael Hamilton. Uh, Michael is a cornerstone attorney. He's dedicated his practice to fighting medical tyranny. And we also have Dan Watkins, who's a 30... 30-year practicing lawyer. He's licensed in California and Nevada, and he's litigated thousands of cases in the medical and dental malpractice area. And this is why it's important. So, you know, I, obviously, guys, I can give you guys a little better of an intro, but for me, I have to be the bell of the ball. I have to take all the attention because my mom, for the people that are playing at home that might not know, my mom was sick, and she was sick probably for about two weeks. And then towards the second week of the sickness, because you guys might not know this, um, I was, you know, giving her food, you know, going and visiting her and just she had had COVID earlier in the year. And this was at the beginning of October, right around my birthday. My birthday is October 8th. My mom died October 25th. And uh, so basically right around my birthday, my mom's like not feeling well. And uh, so I'm kind of taking care of her. And she had had COVID like, uh, you know, about a year before. I don't I forget which month. But, you know, I'd taken care of her then, too. You know, I got her like fluids and Pedialyte and stuff like that. And she kind of she got through it. And then um and then this time I, I feel I was just saying this with Michael that I feel a little guilty because I wish I would have, you know, taken her maybe not necessarily to the hospital, but I wish we would have gotten more intense treatment earlier because we didn't even start with ivermectin because it went from where she wasn't that bad and then she uh I think it was the eighteenth, I believe. I'm going to go visit my mom, and that morning she's not answering her cell phone, so I go, I drive over to her condo, and she's not there, and she's always there, and her, her cat's there. And so then I call 911. They say she's in the hospital. She goes to the hospital. She's on a BiPAP machine. She can breathe. She can talk. And she's like, yeah, Alex, you know, I was sitting here, and I dialed 911 because I stood up and I fainted, and I really, my ankle hurt so bad. Her leg hurt really bad, right? And I'm talking to her, even though she has this BiPAP machine, it's like on her nose. And then within seven days, that first day we walked in there and we said, we do not want to be intubated and we do not want remdesivir. And then after that, they treated us like we were persona non grata. I mean, like we were just, you know, scum of the earth. I mean, they would walk in there with seven different layers to their hazmat suit. You would have thought my mom had Ebola. And then, uh, like I said, they did. They said that they weren't going to give her remdesivir. They gave her remdesivir. Her lungs filled up with fluid. And they basically euthanized her uh, with pain medication. And she died in my arms on October 25th, the worst day of my life. And uh, I want to show this clip, though. This is the clip. This one is emotional for me. It's a short clip. It's 20 seconds. And this is me speaking to the palliative care and then Dr. Snow, my mom's doctor. And I asked them why did they give her remdesivir. And at this point, I was so desperate, I was begging for them to intubate her. But they said, because we signed the, the DNR, they wouldn't do that. But uh, so here, roll the clip, please. 
Well, I just don't understand why I said I didn't want her on remdesivir when you guys put her on remdesivir. That was the Can you hear that? These doctors, and she had already been on that and completed the course. Yeah, but we, I, I'm talking about before the first day we were in here, I said we didn't want to do that. And you guys did that anyway. So if you look at the studies right now. Listen, I don't care about the studies. I asked you not to do something and you did it. Okay, that's the problem. Let's let's hear that well, one I more time. I just don't understand why I said I didn't want her on remdesivir when you guys put her on remdesivir. That was the infectious disease doctors, and she had already been on that and completed the course. Yeah, but we, I, I'm talking about before the first day we were in here. I said we didn't want to do that, and you guys did that anyway. So if you look at the studies right now, listen, I don't care about the studies. I asked you not to do something, and you did it. Okay, that's the problem. So guys, when you guys see that, uh, Michael, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? First of all, it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. So sorry for your loss, Alex. I, I can tell you that I've been flooded at this point with hundreds, if not thousands, of stories from all around the country uh, of people who begged not to be given remdesivir. I, I, received a, I received a text from somebody in Iowa that I've never met as I was driving here. Mm -hmm. And they said, we said no remdesivir. We put signs on the door. We put signs in the sink. We were promised no remdesivir. The remdesivir was given immediately, and the person was just flooded with remdesivir, and, and, and it was this person's mother, and she died. Uh, and we just hear these stories over and over. And um, it, people have asked me, you know, could it be a mistake? Could it be uh, coincidental that, and, uh, and my answer is no, and we'll get more into. Yeah, well, it's not a mistake. I'm just sorry to cut you off. No, they wanted more people to die to make the numbers look more intense. And they wanted my mom to die. So I want to hear about other stories. But, but Dan, in your professional opinion, I know you've been an attorney, you know, over 30 years. And I know medical malpractice has to be one of the hardest, probably, you know, practices of law, I'm guessing, because these doctors have so much, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of liability. So do you think anybody will ever pay for all of the remdesivir, even though they know that it shuts down the organs? I mean, will, will the, I guess my point being is the sudden adult death syndrome. Nobody's ever going to talk about sudden adult death syndrome. Do you think the remdesivir would be similar to that, in your opinion? Well, the reason we're filing these lawsuits is because when I see that clip, I sense your loss and it's horrifying but i've also enraged because i've actually defended doctors and dentists in my malpractice work not been on the plaintiff side and what that comment was by the palliative doctor was just completely wrong it's wrong information and they're just relying on some rote protocol and they're following it and then by following that they're causing people to lose their lives. Good people are losing their lives. So there's rage involved in that. And the main thing that Michael and I are trying to accomplish here is bring awareness to the fact that they're being deceived. The medical deception associated with remdesivir is beyond anything I could have ever imagined in the medical community. And then the unconsented to medical care, that's where we go after them. Because that's how you can make them pay. That's how you can get past just the standard negligence claim. Well, I've, I've had a lot of anxiety, and I, uh, one of my best friends, a guy named John Gross, and he handles, he's my attorney, but he handles more civil stuff. And I've been just so stressed out. Everybody's like, oh, Alex, you're doing so well. You know, I just got uh, signed a deal with the Blaze, and I had a lot of opportunities in the past year. But this year, I'm just telling like, oh, it just sucks. My life just sucks. Because I've also been having this thing hang over my head. Maybe you guys can walk me off the ledge. Is that they say there's only a year to file a medical malpractice lawsuit, and everybody expects me to file some lawsuit against, you know, Baylor Hospital, which I will. But a lot of attorneys that I talked to said it's futile. Because first of all, that was the recommended, uh, you know, medical procedure for COVID at the time. So technically, a doctor, you know, like I know better than a doctor. You know, I mean, they they do have an argument with that. 
So I guess my point being is I feel like that year it's going to be October 25th like that, and then that's a year since my mom died, and I didn't really necessarily get to get any justice for her, uh, and it makes me sick. Yeah, there's many objectives in filing a lawsuit. One, of course, is to have you compensated for your loss. But I think what's important for us in these cases is to get to the heart of why these decisions are being made because mm -hmm. the patient ultimately gets to choose. And when you tell the doctor and your, and your mother tells the doctor no remdesivir, then there's no remdesivir. The patient gets to make the choice. That's a fundamentally protected right from the Constitution, and the doctors are— Is it, though? I mean, and I'm not trying to kick back because let's say I get in a car accident. I don't want any pain pills. I don't want any pain pills. They might give you morphine, right? I mean, don't they have some sort of—and I'm, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Don't they have some sort of leeway? I mean, I think the third leading cause of death is medical malpractice. So don't they, don't they get to override us? Even if I say, I don't want this— don't they, if they believe it's going to save your life, don't they have carte blanche to prescribe they, that? They do not. Alex, they don't. In here. I'll tell you that the Supreme Court has ruled on more than one occasion that pa patients have an essentially unassailable right to refuse medication, even if it could be life-saving medication. The doctor can't force medication on them against their will. Okay. And, and there may be some extremely limited exceptions. Yeah. If somebody's not in their right mind, they don't, they're not in a position to, you know, maybe they're unconscious and... A doctor's administering life-saving medication that the person might have said no to had they been awake. You know, maybe something like that. But if somebody's awake and lucid and they're saying, I don't want that medication. I mean, what's a DNR after all? They're saying, I have the right to die if I want to. I have a right to refuse medication that might be good for me. If I don't want it in my body and I tell you not to put it in there, the Supreme Court has said, you can't put it in there. Yeah, no, I, uh, no, I mean, that's good news. I mean, I guess, you know, uh, but I'm tell you, I'll tell you this much. The, probably the most challenging thing that I've ever done was signing that DNR and just the way they presented it to mm -hmm. us. I mean, it was like they were selling me a bad car or something. You know, like it was just like a shady business deal. Like, here, sign it, you know, get your name on the dotted line. And then they're just like, can like, you know, wipe their hands of me and my mom. And that's the exact uh, feeling that it gave me at the time. And I just, you know, now looking back, like, I guess I didn't even, and I was telling you the guilt that I felt. I mean, I guess I didn't even know how monumental it was that I was signing that paper basically like, the first day. I think it was the first full day in there, less than 24 hours, we had signed that DNR all because we didn't want to intubate. And I had been awake to, you know, the COVID stuff and the protocols that were killing people. So that's why I feel so guilty. But all right, we're going to be back with Dan and uh, Michael on the other side of the break. And we're going to talk about what they're doing to expose these protocols that are actually murdering people, not just people murdering uh, the person that I love most in the world. So we're going to see on the other side. I know we got sometimes we got some sad segments. Sometimes we, I'm in a woman's bathing suit. You can see my derriere. You know, it's uh, you know feast or famine. It's either or. All right, we'll see on the other side of the break, guys. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The Mech Tech Carbine Upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. 
your voice counts. When you share information, be it over the internet or in person, it changes the world. The globalists know their agenda is unpopular. They know you're angry. And now to get around big tech, it's more important than ever that we use every tool we've got. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you sign up for our free news and show alerts, you can then take those alerts, those articles and those live feeds, both the regular shows and special reports, and share them with everyone you know. Take action now by texting the word NEWS, N-E-W-S, to 833-470-0438. That's 833-470-0438 for InfoWars Emergency News Alerts. Or text the word SHOW to 833-470-0438 and receive live show notifications. Take action now, create the chain reaction, and tell others to share those texts. Get news alerts at 833-470-0438. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Well, folks, we're back in the black. It's primetime 99. We're with attorneys uh, Dan Watkins and, you know, we're with Michael Hamilton. And we're talking about remdesivir. We're talking about the vaccine. We're talking about the protocols that are killing millions of people. What is it? A million Americans died of COVID. Is that the official number that they say? A million so, Americans died. Is that the, is that the official number? I think that's today? what I've heard. Yeah, that was put out yesterday, I believe. In, in your opinion, I mean, I know that's just kind of a rough number, but, uh, you know, obviously these PCR tests, I don't trust them. Uh, you know, those, those are garbage. Uh, but uh, of the million people that died, how many do you think were from uh, protocols? I mean, I know you don't know, but just what would you guess? If just, just from your, you know, touch and feeling from what you've uh, gauged so far? Let me answer it this way. I think everybody would be shocked. And what the real number is. It's really Over 50%? It's hard to make a guess, but I will yeah. tell you, since this, these lawsuits were filed, Michael and I have received thousands of emails across the country from people in almost every state with the exact same protocol story, just like you described. What about the, the they do a bad intubation? Because I didn't even realize that was, you know, the, the people act like an intubation is just some easy procedure. It's actually pretty complicated as well. Do you guys, do you guys deal with any of the intubation injury uh, patients? Not really? No. No. Not in this lawsuit, but we've heard stories of people who are intubated badly. Right. We, we heard uh, just a, a heart-wrenching story last I've heard week. people go brain dead from being intubated uh, incorrectly. And, and that's something that I'm, I can't speak to. Uh, yeah, yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, but I know you guys focus on the remdesivir. But okay, so you, you also just mentioned, uh, uh, Michael, that you're suing about the vaccine. And uh, so tell me this, you know, I don't know if you know about the newest what, Omicron variant, whatever name they're giving it for, uh, the new vaccine. They tested it on eight mice so how is your professional opinion as an attorney i mean can they get something passed to be you know used as emergency use authorization when it's not even tested not just not long form tested but not even tested on human beings yeah it's, i don't see how they can do it but they're doing it i mean they're, they got emergency use authorization for remdesivir which in the ebola study it killed 53 percent of the people but the nih sends nine of their people in front of the CDC, along with a few others, those nine had a financial interest in Gilead Sciences, which makes remdesivir, and they said, oh, oh, it's safe and effective. It's been proven to work against COVID, which was a flat-out lie. No, it doesn't work. No, no, no. And, and it's been shown. And, and this is what I don't understand is because even COVID, and you said it, we've stated this number, 
I believe it's 99.7% survival rate, uh, you know, for all ages. I think the average age of uh, mortality is like 72.4, and I think the average age for all causes is like 71 or something. So it's like you actually live a little bit longer if you were to die of COVID mathematically if you're com- using that uh, comparison. But my, I guess my whole point with that is that uh, if they didn't do this protocol and it was just a virus going around with 99.7% survival rate, would a lot more people be alive, obviously? No question about it. Yes, a lot more people would be alive. That's that's an easy answer. Um, they're giving something with a mortality rate of over fifty three percent to uh, something that kills less than one half of one percent of all the people who get infected with it. And do you think, uh, Dan, when you get in front of a jury and you say all this, and you you know you have some class action lawsuit, and you say, "Oh well, they gave remdesivir," and you're going to say, "Oh, they purposely gave them remdesivir to kill them," aren't aren't the people in the jury going to say, "Who is this tinfoil hat guy on Infowars?" You know, why would they? Because people have what is called cognitive dissonance, where they think the people in power actually have their back, when in reality they only have their own back. So, how do you convince a jury that these doctors actually wanted to, maybe not knowingly but indirectly, kill people by proxy in order to make their sickness seem more uh dramatic i don't know if that's exactly the angle we're going to take in, in, in <laughs> but uh, what i am seeing and i mentioned earlier to you um we're representing thousands of people in california against the mandates they were fired because they didn't want to have the vaccine taken mm-hmm. and what's coming out now is the failure of the vaccine to actually be a vaccine it's not that it doesn't stop transmissibility we've heard that from fauci and the cdc and we know that and people are hearing that and so what we're seeing in resistance to that is the refusal to take the boosters and we're seeing that in the healthcare industry we're seeing that in the school districts we're seeing that in the first responders that we represent across the country and so the expectation is that that same type of information will become known and as it relates to remdesivir and when we get to the time of trial which is probably 18 months away from now we're hoping that the public information on remdesivir, its failures, the failure to give proper information to the patient, the failure and, in fact, the intentional disregard of the patient's right to choose what they're going to do is is obvious now to them. And we've seen that happen with the vaccine. We're hoping it happens with remdesivir. And it happens through exposure like this on this show, you, Alex Jones, and everybody who's being kind enough to put us out there so we can tell people. Because the more people that know, the more people that refuse, the more people that resist easier it will be for us to prove that. And Dan has a great website, declaretruth.us. You're going to be able to get more information about this, and as well as a Gibson Go slash from Desivir Death if you guys want to support. And we also want to do a call to action for any attorneys out there that want to get involved, that want to fight the good fight, that maybe were a victim to this or know somebody that was a victim to you know these uh, murderous protocols. And you guys definitely please uh, reach out to declaretruth.us, reach out to Dan. I want you guys to try to reach out to Michael because we need to come together. That's the problem. And and I talk about this all the time, is that we're fighting against not human beings, not human beings that we're fighting against. We're fighting against these multinational corporations like, you know, Gilead or Pfizer or, you know, Moderna. And, and it's almost impossible to win. And I know you guys have more experience, 30 years, but I mean, can you beat, can you beat Pfizer, Dan? Unified, we can. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. That if everybody in America comes together and starts resisting when we see this type of protocol that goes against everything that we've understood as uh, when we grew up in America. We have the right to choose what we're going to do with our own bodies as it relates to medical care, and that's being tossed aside. We have the right to say no to medical treatment because of our religious beliefs, and that's tossed aside. We have the right to bear arms, but that's tossed aside. When the establishment refuses to allow us those liberties and everybody stands up against it, I think we can win. 
Yeah, I think the civil disobedience is is really important, but it's hard for me to not get a little blackpilled because people, you know, where you just kind of get a little bit like nihilistic, you're like, you know, do people, are they going to even fight for themselves? But then you see the people losing their jobs, you see the service members in the Army Reserve, you know, getting kicked out. So, you know, for a vaccine that doesn't even necessarily stop the spread of it, as a matter of fact, I think it, you know, gives you the virus, but, you know, let me put on my tinfoil hat when I say that, they're going to get mad. But I just, it just still makes me sick. This is the reality in which we live in, that there's doctors that are actually killing people and they don't feel any guilt whatsoever and and like I, the guilt for me will never it'll never it'll never go away so it, it's a really bad situation and i really appreciate you guys being on the front line and fighting this and i know it's probably pretty thankless you guys have to spend a lot of hours a lot of litigation it's a lot of like running around a lot of squeezing not a lot of juice right now especially at the beginning of this trial yeah. because you guys have to do so much whatever you know pre-trial uh, uh stuff before and yeah you know it's expensive so i really appreciate you guys dedicating your time to this and, and what's the last thing you want to uh leave us with michael Alex, I want to come back just briefly to the Give, okay. Send, Go address. I think I may have given it to you incorrectly in the beginning, but it's givesendgo.com slash Fresno Remdesivir death. Okay. People are asking us, how can we help? Pray for us. You know, Dan and I, as, as Christ followers, we, we see that we're confronted with this great evil in our country. We believe that God is greater than that evil. Uh, we ask for prayer first. We ask for support second. This is an expensive lawsuit. These people can't they can't afford the expense of a lawsuit like this. But folks from all over have been giving generously what they can, sometimes in small amounts, sometimes in larger. But we really just ask that people would, would, would pray for us and that they would stand up, um, say no to lies, stand up for the truth, and, uh, and, and together we will defeat this. All right, we've got 20 seconds, Dan. What do you want to say before we go? When I add to my answer about can we win this, unified we can, but unified with God, we're almost certain to. Hey, I, I agree. Sorry to cut you off. We got to find strength in the creator. I think that's the only way we get through this because, you know, life is not meant to be a rose garden. So sometimes there's ups and downs. We got to get through, you know, when the tough gets going, the going gets tough. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. Unfortunately... Such hate-fueled violence and threats are not new to America. There is a through line of hate 
from massacres of indigenous people to the original sin of slavery, the terror of the Klan, to anti-immigration, violence against the Irish, Italians, Chinese, Mexicans, so many others laced through our history. There's a through line of violence against religious groups, anti-Semitic, anti-Catholic, anti-Mormon, anti-Muslim, anti-Hindu, anti-Sikh. Look, folks. And that through line of hate never fully goes away. There's a thorough line of hate through all of American history. In Biden's full speech that's posted at Infowars.com, he demonizes the very heart and soul of our republic. The United States was one of the first countries to ban slavery after England did. England fought wars all over the planet to end slavery, something that Great Britain did that was amazing. That's part of history. The only places slavery happened after that were areas of Asia, Africa, and Latin America. But you don't see massive demonization of those countries. You see demonization of the West. We are told that whites and Europeans are the most evil and that the UK is evil and that people in the United States are evil. It's absolutely preposterous, and they know it. If you see the movie Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio, it's excellent. It's based on a true story. In fact, I read a book about it. And there was historical documents at the time that confirmed that whole story is true. And even more, the second half of that movie that they never made is even more insane. And he finally, uh, the guy that Leonardo DiCaprio plays, gets killed uh, by Native Americans. And it, it just shows how Native Americans would come to you and say, if you don't help us kill this other tribe, we're going to kill you. And then other white settlers would come and say, if you don't help us Native Americans, we'll kill you. Whites and Native Americans act just the damn same. We're all human beings. We all get in gangs. We all do bad things. We all do good things. And the idea of original sin, that white people are inherently bad, that we're seeing come out of the Pentagon and out of the universities, is meant to create a guilt to make the American people the bad guys and to drive a wedge. And as viewers and listeners, you know and understand that that is what they're doing. But that's why it's up to us to not get baited into the racism and to transcend above it and to reach out to all these communities and let them know that this is a mass manipulation. And the good news is why the Democrats are panicking. They're also panicking in Europe. Polls in the U.S. and Europe all show that even third world populations they brought in are waking up very quickly and voting, as soon as they're citizens, up to a third or a half for populists or conservatives or nationalists because they understand that the globalists are playing us off against each other. That's why Trump got double the Hispanic votes and double the black votes of any Republican in history because that lie is starting to break down. And people understand it's the Democrats that are the human smugglers. It's the Democrats that are the globalists. It's the Democrats that are part of the Great Reset. Now, we're going to get back to Alex Stein in a live show today, the amazing job he's doing. I really appreciate him being here with all the amazing guests and information he's got coming up in the next few hours. But I wanted to just encourage viewers and listeners to understand something. InfoWars needs your help to stay on air. InfoWars is barely staying afloat right now, and that's why the corporate media lies and says we have hundreds of millions of dollars. That is a lie. That is a fraud. We are completely maxed out, but we're having bigger effects and are under greater attack than ever because we are exposing the new order together. So please visit InfoWarsStore.com right now and help keep the most powerful independent media on earth in attack formation. InfoWarsStore.com has amazing sales that are running for just a week or so more. The trifecta immune supercharger with DNA Force Plus, super strong, high-quality vitamin C uh, and zinc, and then the D3 gummies that are super high-quality with the calcium for your immune system and more. Everybody going into the fall and winter should be getting beefed up on these things for your immune system and more. 
They're 50% off together, 40% off individually at InfoWarsTour.com. For a limited time as well, we've shipped out all the previous signed books. We're doing one more run uh, that are in stock right now of signed books at InfoWarsTore.com. You can buy the regular book unsigned for the regular price. Appreciate the support. But if you want to be an individual really in the fight, keeping us on air, please go to InfoWarsTore.com and get the signed book of The Great Reset and The War for the World. And finally, exclusively, at 1776coin.com, we have the other fundraiser coin, the Teddy Roosevelt Man in the Arena coin. And the markup there is, again, a fundraiser. Keep us on air. Please come through. I know we're in a depression. I know stuff's falling apart. We told you this was coming. And my biggest worry was getting supplies in to get funds in before the real depression hit. Well, we barely got the supplies in. Finally, some products sold out for a year. And then now things are falling apart. So every time we make it through one challenge, a new challenge arrives. But we're not going to give up. We're going to keep fighting. So back to Alex Stein on live broadcast. Again, please take action. Please keep fighting. Please keep us in the fight. Infowarstore.com. And God bless and good luck. Wow, Alex Jones giving me a shout out. Primetime 99. I got to say, you know, the, the, the my ego makes you feel so good. Just Alex Jones saying my name. I don't even, I can't even get into the next guest. All right. But with that, I want to bring him on. He's the CEO of X Strategies. He's an arch nemesis to one of my arch nemesis, Dan Crenshaw. And he's the one, the only Alex Brusowitz. Uh, 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 Alex, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? Doing well, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Okay, so I wanted to bring you on. I know you haven't been on InfoWars. This is the most banned media company on the face of the earth. So now you might get canceled, Alex. I hope Dan Crenshaw, when he sees this, they're going to say, oh, those conspiracy tinfoil hat-wearing people. We had weapons of mass destruction. Our government wouldn't lie. Okay, but uh, uh, why do you have beef with Dan Crenshaw? And I, I know you're the guest. Let me let you talk. But for me, it wasn't just the kicking service members out for not getting vaccinated. Vaccinated. And it, it wasn't just for his, you know, globalist policies. But uh, for me, he just sucks. He's just unfunny and lame. And I don't even think he needs to wear the eye patch. Okay, go ahead. Why is that? Why does Dan Crenshaw stink, Alex? Well, I'm a big believer in the America First agenda and a big defender of MAGA Republican. And you know, after the 2020 election, the uh, you know contrast between the MAGA Republicans and the Rhinos couldn't be more clear. You know, tens of millions of Americans had questions about what took place in the election. And the MAGA Republicans said, I hear your concerns. I hear your questions. I want to do the best of my ability to answer your questions. I'm going to fight for transparency. I'm going to fight for election integrity. But then there was this wing of the Republican Party, the rhino wing, led by Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney, uh, that said, we don't care about what took place in 2020. Trump is bad. MAGA Republicans suck. And so we're going to move in a different direction. And Dan Crenshaw, who used to be part of the mega Republican wing, decided to stand with Liz Cheney, decided to stand with Mitt Romney and said that even if there is voter fraud, we're not going to look into it. We're going to move forward. And he really just became one of the biggest rhinos in Washington. And so I actively call him out. I'm thankful that you call him out. Alex Jones calls him out because uh, he's a real problem, because unlike other rhinos uh, that are just stupid, uh, Dan is dangerous. Dan has access to Paul Singer and the World Economic Forum cash. He says, I'm not World Economic Forum, but in reality, everybody knows that Dan is World Economic Forum and he's part of the globalist New World Order. And then also, when you call out Dan Crenshaw, he takes things so personally, yeah. and he's so vindictive. And so 
I'm a young man. I'm 25 years old and I own a business. And so when I first started tweeting, Dan, why are you a rhino? Why do you hate Trump? Why do you hate your voters? He started calling my clients and trying to get my clients to fire me and said, you know, Alex hurts my feelings on Twitter. Please fire him. Please fire him. And they all said, sorry, Dan, we can't do that. So now he's uh, not only is he vindictive, not only is he a bad member of Congress, uh, he's a really bad person. And I really look forward to him losing his seat in the near future. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you really nailed it. And, and there was a point where Dan was, you know, likable, I think, in the, the MAGA movement. But he lost that. Okay, so we're, we're about to go to the break in about uh, 40 seconds. So we'll catch you on the other side. But for me, though, with Dan Crenshaw, this is the problem is when I'm hanging out in D.C. and I'm sitting there at the Capitol steps, 80% of these politicians I can't even recognize, right? I'm like, who is that? Is that Chuck Grasserly? Is that is that Mark Takano from California? Is that who? You know what I mean? I don't even know who half these people are. But that's the problem. You talk about the power. You talk about the power of the Dan and Crenshaw has. He's a notable guy. He's like AOC. He's one of these people that has now become basically a celebrity congressman, and that separates him and makes him more powerful than the other congressmen. Okay, we're going to dive deep into Dan Crenshaw on the other side. My main man, Alex Brusowitz, we're going to go after Dan. So, Dan, if you're watching this, we're coming for you, Rhino! Be careful! See you on the other side. The best-selling book in America last week was The Great Reset and the War for the World, written by Alex Jones. Jones sold more than 56,000 copies of his book last week. But the New York Times lied about that because the New York Times doesn't want you to know that. The New York Times wants you to believe that Alex Jones is more discredited than the New York Times. The paper that started the Iraq War by lying about weapons of mass destruction and got a million people killed. So they lied about his book. The Great Reset and the War for the World, the historic book that lays out the plans of the Great Reset Death Star and exposes the New World Order's plans for global enslavement. Get your copy now at Amazon.com to keep the book at number one and InfoWarsStore.com to help keep InfoWars on the air. The Great Reset and the War for the World by Alex Jones. Now, number one in the world. Just look at these headlines from Reuters. World faces unprecedented global hunger crisis, UN chief says, going into 2023. World Food Program warns of global food catastrophe, looming global catastrophe. The world could run out of food by 2023, major studies say. And the reports go on and on. We told you this was a designed program by the globalists two and a half years ago. We told you energy and food prices would explode, and now they're up more than 40% in the U.S. alone. Some areas of the world, they're up over 100%. The only way you beat inflation and protect yourself and your family is with high-quality, storable food ready to ship right now at preparetoday.com at a very rare sale of 10% off site-wide. Not just on storable food, but survival and preparedness items is happening right now. 10% off at preparetoday.com. And on top of it, any order above $99 gets free shipping. That is a huge part of the cost of storable food. So go to preparetoday.com and protect yourself and your family while you still can. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. More epic music from the production team. First class production team here at InfoWars. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I really feel like a true pimp on a blimp. Not always do I get to come inside this beautiful studio and I get all you can eat 
brain force. Now, I don't know if you guys can see this, but we need to zoom in on this. You know, Alex, you know, we got Alex Brucewitz on here. We want to bring on Alex, but I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm doing four hours today. And this is a little secret that a lot of broadcasters don't want you to know because, you know, my biological father, Tucker Carlson, he is not uh, giving me a lot of pointers, Alex. I've had to learn this stuff on my own on the streets, as they say. And let me tell you something. You take a little bit of this brain force. You this because I don't have a brain. I'm like the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. But I put this in there. Ah, ah, oh, wow. Mmm, mmm. Infowarsstore.com. Now my brain is working. Now I can function. So, Alex, uh, welcome to the show. Do you have problems getting an erection? Because we can help you fix that if you do. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not impotent. Like, uh, well, so you haven't yet. been vaccinated because listen, I got vaccinated to protect, uh, my family members and protect my grandmother. And now I haven't gotten an erection ever since the Moderna. So that's neither here nor there. That's conspiracy. Do not let this go out to the regular airways. It is safe and effective. Even though almonds are not safe and effective for 7 billion people, even though peanuts are not safe and effective for 7 billion people. And even though shellfish, your favorite shrimp, lobster, langosta, whatever you want to call it. That is not safe and effective for 7 billion people. But the Fauci ouchie is safe and effective for every human being. It doesn't matter if you have allergies. You're not going to be allergic to this, according to the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Fauci. Okay, back to our guest, Alex. Welcome to the show. Sorry, you know, we got to pay the bills. And this is how we pay the bills here, InfoWarsStore.com. Alex, how, as a young man like you, 25, how have you made such a headway in this political sphere? Because I'll be honest, I'm kind of apolitical, almost anti-political, but people like you that are young, that are in the scene, that are doing good work, I really applaud you because when I was 25, I was a drunk mess. I was an idiot, you know what I mean? I was, you know, barely, you know, could tie my shoes. So how did you get motivated to go and make a change in this political sphere, Alex? Well, I started my company in 2016, 2017, shortly after President Trump was inaugurated. And, uh, you know, I use social media. Uh, back then, social media was free, fair, and everybody could access it. Uh, in the glory days, Alex Jones was on there and had almost a million followers on Twitter. And then uh, what happened to him was horrible. And it started happening to, to, you know, it happened to him, it happened to Loomer, it happened to all of, a lot of my favorite social media accounts. They started getting banned. And, um, you know, I'm still up and running, but I had to diversify the platforms that I use. Uh, but Twitter has really been an amazing platform for my business because it's the only platform that you can tag really anybody in the world and there's a chance that they react. And a lot of these thin-skinned politicians, they react to everything that gets thrown their way on social media. As you know, Alex, um, you, you simply at them on Twitter, you say how horrible they are. And the smart ones, they ignore it, but the ones who are with such fragile egos and uh, are very insecure, they have to react. And so, um, you know, a lot of the controversy actually, you know, helps me. Dan Crenshaw, you know, when he acknowledges me on social media, when he takes time out of his day, he's a congressman, he represents 750,000 Americans. But when people like him take time out of their day to attack me or attack you, uh, that puts us on uh, the same level. And so... Uh, if, if a 25-year-old can get under the skin of a congressman, imagine what the Chinese Communist Party or... Uh, <laughs> well, well, speaking of the Chinese Communist Party, no, I ran into Eric Swalwell and I asked him about Fang Fang, his Chinese spy girlfriend. And of course, you know, he did... You know, but he st- he kept his head down. He he did the game plan like you're supposed to do. You're just supposed to ignore the troll. You're not supposed to feed it. You don't want to get in the mud with a pig like me. But Dan Crenshaw, I mean, I'm almost feeling guilty. It's like he's low-hanging fruit. I mean, I'm just keep on attacking him. Why does he come 
in the mud with pigs like us. I mean, shouldn't he have some sort of diplomacy as a congressman? But he has none. And why is that? I, I think that Dan Crenshaw should release a medical report. I think that he has <laughs> severe brain. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not joking. And, uh, you know, I, I wish him well if that's the case. But it's, it's clear as day that he's not well-functioning up there. He, he, he votes poorly. Uh, he makes really bad decisions. I think he's got a drinking problem as well. Um, but he lashes out. He lashes out online. You know, he sends people threatening and menacing texts as, you know, as early as two in the morning, as late as two in the morning. And so, you know, the guy's got serious problems. I do believe he's mentally unfit to be a member of Congress. And so I challenge him, please release uh, your medical reports. Please release uh, a brain scan to make sure that uh, you, you know, he, he is mentally fit. But, you know, about Joe Biden being unfit, which he is. But I, I think that we have members of Congress who also have brain damage and brain problems who, who should not be in positions of power. And Dan's one of them. And uh, I want you guys to go follow on Twitter. Go to Alex Brusewitz. I know it's a little hard to spell, but uh, B-R-U-E-S-E-W-I-T-Z. And I want everybody to go follow him because this is, like I said, it's just so great to watch your work going after Dan. But I'll be honest. I kind of stopped saying I'll be honest. But, you know, after this weekend, I got in Swalwell's face. I basically had... Dan Crenshaw have a, you know, meltdown publicly and, you know, uh, everybody's like, oh, Alex, you're doing great work. Good job. Alex Jones says, come host my show. Everybody's all happy. It means nothing without AOC. It means nothing without my big booty Latina. I could get 10,000 Dan Crenshaw trolls and it wouldn't be equal to one Big booty Latina interaction with AOC. But, okay, in my opinion is, uh, I know you hate Dan. Is Dan dumber than AOC? I feel like AOC might be smarter than Dan Crenshaw. I, I think you're right about that. Um, and, you know, I've been praying for your relationship with AOC <laughs> over the last I think that's make a wonderful couple. Um, and, uh, you know, you, sh- you guys should procreate. I think you guys would have amazing uh, babies. But uh, I do think that Dan is is actually one of the, uh, dumbest members of Congress that we have. He thinks he's smart, uh, but you know he's very he's very slow, uh, and and also he's very insecure. You can tell by who he staffs in his office. You know Dan's a little guy, which your video shows. You're a, you're a tall six four man, hence why uh, AOC's in love with you. But you know, Dan's a little guy. But if you look at his office, all of his staffers are five foot three and under. And I don't have a anything against short people. Okay. I'm not like short phobic. I think short people provide, you know, things to our society. Uh, but Dan is so insecure that he has to have little people work for him because he can't be the shortest guy in his office. And so, uh, it's really been the fascinating nine months for me learning all these different things about Dan, how he ticks. You really uh, came on the spot and and uh, came on the scene just a couple of months ago, and he already hates your guts. So you're doing something right. I'm proud of you. Well, I, th- I appreciate that. And you know who I've become friends with, and I'm so blessed to even call her a friend, is Marjorie Taylor Greene. And uh, Congresswoman Greene, the reason why I like her, too, is uh, although her and I don't agree on every single political issue by any means, actually her and I kind of disagree on some big stuff, but uh, she's down to earth. And that's the biggest surprise to me. You would think that this politician would have this bedside manner, manner that, you know, would make him affable to all these, you know, he goes to all these, uh, you know, fundraiser types. You would think that you would be kind of like a man of the people, like you wouldn't even get in that position. But th- he's not. He's not down to earth. He's not. So do you think it could be maybe he's like shell shocks? Because you come on, dude, I'm from Texas. We have a little bit of Southern hospitality. Like, 
Where did all of his southern hospitality go? Do you think it was just a freaking uh, IUD that, that you, know, you know shook him stupid? Yeah, well, you know, uh, it's I, I obviously appreciate his military service and everything mm-hmm. that you know, as, as do so. I. And I'm sorry, sorry, Alex. I want to use your question. I want to, you know, he tries to pay me. I care about every single individual inside the uniform. Every single person, the man, man or woman, I respect. Our veterans are treated to horrible. I respect, but the uniform as a whole, and some of the you know actions that they've done, I don't necessarily support every single action of the uniform. But the men and women that put it on, I support each and every single one of you. So for him to try. To create this narrative like i don't like veterans it's just it's provably false and that's how low and cheap he is is trying to create that narrative yeah it's a democrat move you know and that's your right as an american to question your government and and the decisions that it makes uh and i never once thought that you attacked our veterans or or, or their military service uh you know i know that you you respect our troops and i see all of these veterans for alex stein coming out of the woodworks to <laughs> And so I think you have more veteran support than Dan Crenshaw has. You know, Dan is not a man of the people by any means. He he isn't a Texan by any means. He was raised in a very affluent family. Uh, his fa- his father was in the oil industry overseas, and so he's not a man of the people. He's not a Texan at heart. He just bought that. He bought that seat. You know, he he likes to mingle with the likes of Bill Barr and other swamp creatures. He has a fundraiser with Bill Barr uh, tonight. But he doesn't care about the constituents. He wants to play the D.C. game. He wants all the swamp you know, money and the Halliburtons and the Boeings and all. Uh, Paul Singer, you brought up Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene was very critical of Dan Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. And Singer, at the time, he owned the biggest equity portion in Twitter. And all of a sudden, Marjorie gets banned from Twitter shortly after she mm-hmm. starts publicizing Dan Crenshaw. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. But, you know, he does not care about the constituents because he cares about the D.C. game too much. He wants Bill Barr's money. He wants to swap money. And it's wrong because his district, I just spoke there, they're great people. They're patriotic Americans. They love God and they love our country and they deserve better representation. You said it best. All right, guys. Alex Brusowitz, go follow him on Twitter. Thank you for being a guest. Talk to you soon. People ask me all the time, what is your best nootropic? You've got TurboForce, you've got BrainForce Plus, and you've got BrainForce Ultra. Which one is better? And that's like asking, what's better, a Ford F-150 or a Cadillac or a Ferrari? It's different strokes for different folks. It varies. All three are different formulas. All three do different things. TurboForce is 10 hours of clean, out-of-control energy. I can't even take a whole pack myself. BrainForce Plus is a long-term acting clean nootropic. This BrainForce Ultra is a super fast-acting nootropic that creates incredible clarity but doesn't last very long. They're all three different formulas. And finally, back in stock, massively discounted, BrainForce Ultra is available at InfoWarsStore.com. BrainForce Ultra, back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com.